Hello and welcome back to the All or Something podcast with me, your host, Leanna Lise. I'm a certified personal trainer and an online coach, and I am happy that you're here. So today's episode, I want to talk about what it means to be healthy or to make quote unquote healthy decisions, especially as many of us have geared up for the new year with resolutions or we're figuring out how to make meaningful, realistic goals. And I just think this is a really important topic because the current mainstream ideas about health and wellness and fitness, um, are a little bit all over the place. And I want us to talk about how health means something different to everyone and how we can define it in our own lives. If you spent any time on the internet or consuming any type of media, you might see these common ideas about what health is. These ideas are very body centric, as in the purpose of pursuing healthy behaviors is to look a certain way or to shrink to a certain size, regardless of whether or not it's actually supporting a life that feels better. Or this problem of people falsely equating health to size, which I know we've talked about before. Um, Some other ideas include restrictive or obsessive behaviors are often celebrated or championed as the pinnacle of health and wellness. We have a lot of ideas that are super food centric and very much involve policing your food consumption or the consumption of somebody else. The idea that health and wellness has one specific look and one specific lifestyle. It's very common that our ideas of health and fitness do not take into account differences between us in terms of things like socioeconomic status, education, mental health, abilities, access to healthcare, social support, and the list goes on. There's also often this idea that there is an end-all, be-all target to be reached, and once you get there, you're good. And I hate to break it to you, but there isn't really much of a finish line. We see a lot of blanket recommendations, this all or nothing thinking, something is either good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, but we know this to be not true. What is healthy for one person may not be healthy for someone else. So what does health really mean? Let's talk about it. This definition comes from the World Health Organization. Health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. I want to emphasize the not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So to be healthy is really to thrive, not just survive. And health and wellness go so far beyond the physical. To live a quote-unquote healthy life is to tend to your whole self and to live a life that feels good and offers longevity and enjoyment. True health also acknowledges the social determinants of health, some of the things that I mentioned before, differences in individuals and their abilities and access, and it should really make your life, again, more enjoyable. In applying this to our lives to figure out what our definition of health is and how we can run with it and start to set these goals and track our progress and take strides in feeling our best you're not going to be surprised here. My first piece of advice is to ditch the all or nothing mentality. 
So for example, no food is simply good or bad, right? There may be a multitude of reasons somebody chooses to consume or not consume certain foods like allergies or intolerances or preferences that are important to honor. And in the same vein, exercise is not simply good or bad, or one type of exercise is not simply good or bad. There is not really a ultimate optimal workout routine that's going to fit everybody. And some things we might take into account here are, again, preferences. Do you like what you're doing? Um, Injuries, chronic illness, someone who may be going through eating disorder recovery where exercise might not be recommended. There are, again, a multitude of reasons why someone may or may not partake in a certain type of movement. And there are so many different ways to take care of your physical health that is going to be very dependent on the person. And it might seem scary to not have things categorized easily into boxes or into black or white, but in reality, it does give you freedom and flexibility to experiment and create a life that works for you. I always like to say, take what serves you, take what works, leave the rest. So how do you know what works? I have a few questions that you can start to ponder. Does it make you feel good? physically, mentally, emotionally, all of these things are important. Does it match up with your values and priorities? And if you're not really quite sure what your values and priorities are, I would encourage you to put some thought into it and start start to figure out what's truly important to you and how you live your life. Does it fit into your schedule? Can you make it work? And are you able to sustain it? If all of these questions, you know, it makes you feel good, it fits into your life and you're able to sustain it, it matches up with who you know yourself to be, that's a good sign it's working. My next piece of advice is to start where you are with what you have. This, all of this is really about supporting ourselves as best as we can with what we have and where we're at and not inducing more and more and more stress because we feel like we're not optimizing everything and it's not perfect. Stress is actually not good for you, turns out. Um, We're really just aiming for a little bit better one step at a time. So here is my opportunity to de-influence you. I promise to be healthy, to be fit, you don't need the most expensive fancy gym equipment. And this is something that Oh my gosh, I feel like over the past few years, it's just gotten ridiculous. Some of the fitness influencers that I have followed in the past or maybe still follow today are doing things like installing infrared saunas and cold plunges, and they have the fancy Normatec compression leg sleeves, and everyone has the fancy meditation gear tools, whatever, and all the recovery stuff. Um, This is 100% not necessary. Okay. You also don't need a whole new workout wardrobe. Whatever you have works as long as it's comfortable and you can safely move around in it. Um, I will be the first to admit that when motivation levels are low, putting on a new cute gym fit can be the extra boost I needed, but again, not necessary. You don't need the newest supplement that's trending or probably any supplements. Really? There are some recommendations there are some supplements that I might recommend or, or, or bring up with certain people or clients, but for the most part, is it necessary? Absolutely not. Most of them are just going to be a waste of your money. So 
really what I'm getting at is that it does your, your routines, your lifestyle, your fitness, your health, it does not have to look a certain way. It just has to serve you and work for you. So in thinking about how we can take a personalized approach to our health and fitness, what do you know makes you feel good? For example, I know I feel my best when I am lifting a couple times a week, when I am doing some other type of movement that maybe is a little bit more creative. I, I really enjoy taking dance classes or silks classes or yoga classes, things like that. That kind of fills my cup in a, a social aspect as well. What have you tried that has worked for you? What have you tried that hasn't worked and why didn't it work? Maybe it was too much of a time commitment. Maybe you came out too hard, too fast, too strong. Maybe it didn't feel good to you physically, emotionally, socially, whatever that may be. What are your constraints? What are your non-negotiables when it comes to life outside of fitness? Where are the places where your energy is needed day to day that it could be in terms of your family life, in terms of your career, in terms of taking care of yourself. Where is that time and energy being spent that is just, that's where it is. What would be sustainable and realistic for you within that frame? For some people, healthy might look like making more conscious food decisions and getting more movement or exercise in. And for other people, it might look like learning to take rest days and become less conscious of what they're consuming. On a personal note, I am somebody that struggles with mental illness and also uh, chronic joint pain. And so day to day, week to week, month to month, my what my answers to these questions, what makes me feel good, what works for me, what doesn't work, what do I enjoy, it might change. And I want to make sure that I'm leaving myself really open to embracing that, you know, flux and flow. And I can start to learn to anticipate these things and figure out what I need in different times of my life. And then the last thing that I want to talk a little bit about, this is just a short and sweet episode. The last thing that I want to go through with you are the dimensions of wellness. And we're going to do a little check-in. And if you're not familiar with the dimensions of wellness, uh, we're going to go through them. So there are six of them. And they are physical, intellectual, emotional, social, spiritual, and vocational. And I'm going to give you definitions for all of them as well. And as I'm going through these descriptions, it might be a good idea to start to do a little self check-in, take some inventory. In what areas are you doing well? In what areas do you think you could uh, spare a little bit more attention and which ones are most important to you? All right. Physical, caring for your body to stay healthy now and in the future intellectual, expanding knowledge and skills while discovering the potential for sharing your gifts with others, growing intellectually, maintaining curiosity about all there is to learn, valuing lifelong learning and responding positively to intellectual changes, emotional, understanding and respecting your feelings, values and attitudes, appreciating the feelings of others, managing your emotions in a constructive way and feeling positive and enthusiastic about your life. Social, maintaining healthy relationships, enjoying being with others, developing friendships and intimate relations, caring about others and letting others care about you. Emphasis on the letting others care about you for some of for some of us and contributing to your community. And this doesn't have to look like having 
the most massive social circle in the universe, but do you have social relationships and are you nurturing them? We have spiritual, finding purpose, value, and meaning in your life with or without organized religion, participating in activities that are consistent with your beliefs and values. You can see why it's important to understand or have some awareness about what your beliefs and values are because it is all so deeply linked. And the last one is vocational, preparing for and participating in work that provides personal satisfaction and life enrichment that is consistent with your values, goals, and lifestyle, contributing your unique gifts, skills, and talents to work that is personally meaningful and rewarding. And especially on this last one, I will say that maybe it's not realistic for everybody to have a job that is incredibly meaningful and provides personal satisfaction while also, you know, providing financial stability. Um, that is very much a privilege. So again, it's not really about making sure that all of these things are impeccable, perfect, optimal, but it's, it's, it can be a good reminder that these are all things that do contribute to our wellness and figuring out where the deficits are might be helpful. Um, so I would recommend picking a couple that you, you know, think that you maybe need to work on and really start to think about some baby steps that you could take in order to improve those areas. And with these dimensions of wellness or with our health and fitness and wellness in general, it's not really about juggling everything all at the same time, all the time, right? I like to think of this in terms of balance versus harmony. When I think of balance, I think of trying to spin all of the plates forever, all the time, every day. And when I think of harmony, I think of prioritizing and being flexible for when life happens. I think of harmony like a piano. You know, you don't play every key all at the same time. That's not going to make you a song and that's just not feasible. It's not possible. And when you play piano, you sometimes have to release some keys to play other keys and they make these beautiful chords and there's harmony and it's gorgeous. And very similarly, we cannot do all of the things all the time. We cannot tend to everything all of the time. Sometimes priorities shift. Sometimes there are things that are more important and we have to take some fingers off some of the keys and put them somewhere else, if that makes sense. But at the end of the day, you know, we only have 10 fingers uh, or however many fingers you have, you know, overall, I really just would encourage you to be kind to yourself and to truly be realistic when you're setting your health and wellness targets and to do some regular check-ins back with yourself to see how is it going, what needs to change, what can I keep and what can I freaking run with. I think this is an important conversation to have always and especially this time of year where there is such an attitude of go, go, go. I need to overhaul my life. I need to change who I am. I need to set all of these big goals and I need to, this year needs to be different. There are so many reasons why pulling a whole 180 overnight probably won't work for you. And if you know, you're not the type of person who really believes in New Year's resolutions or the hustle culture or it's just not serving you, I would encourage you to take this time and slow down a little bit maybe. I've been looking at this as the season of the ease in, where I'm easing into how I want my life to look this year, and I am slowly figuring out exactly what my goals are and the steps I can take to push myself closer to them while monitoring my progress in a way that doesn't feel too strict or scary or intimidating or 
fake girl bossy or, you know, with too much emphasis on how much money I'm making and how productive I can be in the eyes of other people. So this is absolutely something that may shift day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, certainly. And I want you to know that that's hundred percent. Okay. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean you're giving up. It means that you know better now. And so we're going to do differently. That's pretty much all I had today for this little short and sweet episode. I'm kind of loving the little 20, 30 minute episodes. I don't know about you. You can let me know if you want to learn more about me or my work. Everything will be linked in the podcast show notes and you can find me on Instagram at the soul method. That's soul spelled S E O U L just like the city. And I'll talk to you next time.